Good morning. Last week, we had the joy of welcoming Pastor Jeff to the pulpit and listening to him deliver a sermon. And he bemoaned the ways that we often find ourselves in Scripture as those who are failing somehow, as those who are worrying too much or not faithful enough, the before picture or the example of what not to do or that candid photo of our bad side. This week, I'm sorry to tell you, we aren't going to feel any better. At least not at first. In our gospel lesson, Jesus is teaching, and he's using parables. One of his favorite teaching mechanisms is to tell a story, a story with so many different parts and metaphors that, frankly, he starts to mix up a little bit. And I'm glad that he tells stories in such a confusing and convoluted way because it gives us something to still be talking about 2,000 years later. What did Jesus mean? Maybe we're still not sure. So Jesus is teaching in parables. Jesus, our favorite storyteller, is talking about seeds and birds and sunshine and thorns and rocks. And he's talking about sharing his message, spreading the word, the good news, the stories of Jesus, the seeds. A sower went out to sow, he says. And we think, well, who, who is this, this sower? this gardener, this farmer, and maybe, maybe it's Jesus. Maybe it's God, the creator, the careful gardener, the one tending to the beauty of all creation. We often think about where we might be in this story. The audience, we are often a character. God is often a character too. And so if we're thinking about God as the one who is tossing the seeds about with reckless extravagance, or maybe it's someone on behalf of God. But to understand the story, we need to understand our role. Who are we? Are we the seeds? Are we the birds that gobble up the seeds? Are we the sunshine? You know, we are made in the image of God. We are beloved children of God. We are part of this gorgeous creation. Maybe we're the plants. God lovingly tending to our branches, making sure we have water and sunlight and delighting in our lush leaves and beautiful blooms. But then Jesus begins to explain what he means, and he speaks of that which is sown in the heart. And we learn about dirt, the beaten path, the rocky ground, the thorny terrain, and the good soil. And we may start to wonder that since we are the ones with hearts and we are the recipients of the word, the ground for the seeds, then maybe we are the dirt in this scenario. This is not super flattering, especially when you think of all of the negative connotations of dirt, filth, trash. To call someone a dirt bag is not a compliment. To tell someone to eat dirt is not a kind invitation. On the other hand, dirt is absolutely necessary. This is obvious, right? It is literally foundational. And Genesis speaks of God forming humanity out of clay, out of mud, out of dirt, and breathing life into it. And on Ash Wednesday, we remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. 
Dirt is good when it is growing stalks of juicy corn, and it is bad when it is smeared on your white linen pants. Because it's all in the context. It also matters what type of dirt we are. If we are the soil, or at least if our hearts and minds and souls and lives are the foundation, the landscape, the canvas. And so Jesus describes types of soil, which could be each one of us on any given day, depending on maybe the stage of life that we are in, the season that we find ourselves, what sort of day we're having, how the wind is blowing, you know, whether or not you've had your cup of coffee or if you woke up with that crick in your neck. They aren't necessarily fixed descriptions of our character for all time. And that is hopeful news, because sometimes we are the path. Our lives are like that path, worn smooth, road-worn and weary. We are in survival mode, not really open or receptive to anything of vitality. And if seeds have fallen upon us, we are impervious with no room, no time, no energy to even think about letting something take root. And if you're nodding along here, I get it. I see you. This feels real. Or we find ourselves in a season of being the rocky ground. And Jesus says in this phase, we hear the word, but it still can't take root because it's surface level. And the plants fade away as soon as there's any sign of trouble. We know what we ought to do, but we struggle to do it. Or the seeds fall on soil that is thorny. And we can imagine when we feel prickly, when things like negativity and guilt and shame and fear and regret and pain choke out any sort of new growth when there's clutter that needs to be cleared out first, a bit of weeding, if you will. And then there is the good soil, full of rich nutrients, and seeds are able to sprout and take root and bear fruit, lots of it. When the conditions are just right, when we are able to hear the word of God and respond in a way that is healthy and whole. So as we think about this parable, we are soil. We are also sometimes farmers. We're the ones casting the seeds. And we are also that dirt letting seeds take root in us. When we are the sowers of the seeds, when we are spreading the message of Jesus, working for peace and justice in the world, in our schools and churches and community and political organizations and work and in our families with our children and grandchildren. We are laying a foundation for the future. We are casting out seeds now without knowing what will take root or what will grow. And God casts out these seeds regardless of the circumstances of the ground. This is not the type of gardener who has carefully prepared the soil ahead of time, who has tilled the land or dug the holes. And frankly, I would love it if yard work were this easy. But if you just go out and you toss seed out into the yard, you know what's going to happen? The birds are going to eat it. It's not even going to have time to take root. 
and you're going to have to work really hard if you want grass and sunflowers and tomatoes to grow. And Ann Spiker can tell you, because she's here, what seems like every day, out here carefully tending the gardens of our grounds to make it pretty. It is not easy work. We are also sowing seeds, sometimes unintentionally. Sometimes we are planting bitter fruit, sowing animosity and anger and chaos. And sometimes we are casting about blessings and joy, inspiration and hope. Regardless, though, of our intent, God is always at work in the soil of our lives, which is even more good news about how we don't have to stay stuck in the rocks or the thorns or the downtrodden paths. God is constantly taking the soil of our hearts and turning and churning it over until something good can take root. Howard Thurman pastor, mystic, theologian, would often tell a story. He told this in various sermons and lectures, a story that demonstrated the nature of his beloved grandmother, Nancy Ambrose. When he was a child, he recalls that a white woman who lived adjacent to their property resented the fact that a black family lived so close to her. And so every night she would take chicken manure that she scraped out of her chicken coop and dump it over the fence into their yard. Now, young Howard Thurman, observing all of this, wondered why his grandmother didn't do anything about it. She didn't get angry. She didn't retaliate. Instead, she'd get up early, and she would mix the manure into the soil. She did this for many years. Then one day, the old white woman got sick. She lived alone, so Grandma Nancy went to visit her with soup and flowers. And the woman asked her where on earth she had found such beautiful, long-stemmed red roses. <laughs> and Grandma Nancy told her, that this particular lady had had a role in growing them when she had regularly dumped that chicken litter into the backyard. This is an example of turning hate into love. This is an example of redemptive love, the love of Jesus, not for who people are, but for who they could be, the type of love that heals and doesn't cause harm that turns those who would curse us into a blessing. This woman had acted out of hatred and meanness and spite, and yet unknowingly had created conditions for beautiful flowers to grow and flourish, flowers that would later be a blessing to her. She thought she was causing harm, but Nancy Ambrose knew that she was gifting valuable fertilizer to turn the soil into health and gorgeous blooms. We are the dirt. We are the sowers. We are the rooted ones, the shallow ones, the thorny ones, the healthy ones. And we are all of these things because, as Father Richard Rohr reminds us, human existence is neither perfectly consistent nor is it incoherent chaos, 
Instead, life has a cruciform pattern. All of life is a coincidence of opposites, a collision of cross purposes. We are filled with contradictions needing to be reconciled. This is the precise burden and tug of all of human existence. After sharing the parable, Jesus takes the extra step to explain it. If you have ears, he says, hear. We are the ones with ears. We are the hearers of the word. The message of Jesus, words of forgiveness and love, words of reversing all expectations, words of hope in the midst of despair. We are the recipients of God's grace, the ones gifted with faith. We are also the ones sharing the good news of the love of God. We are the ones nurturing the faith in the garden of our souls. And as we do our best to embody the reign of Christ here and now, we are also the ones nurturing this faith in the garden of our siblings. Thanks be to God. Amen.